Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. It's game day. Game day. I think for the first time, even though basketball season has been going on for what? uh, This will be the 20th game tonight. Um, It's been going on for quite a while, but for whatever reason, today today feels like uh, I kind of have the same feeling for the first time all year that I almost do like on a football game day. Like this is – this is a big game. This is this is the this is the basketball season. This is it. Welcome to basketball season, game twenty. Yeah, because I I start following bracketologists pretty feverishly now. If we have a shot, and right now we do have a pretty good shot, and we got a little bit of help yesterday. Obviously, um, Tennessee lost, Georgia lost, Virginia Tech lost, Purdue lost, and Georgetown lost. All those teams. Lost at NC State, of course, lost Monday, um, and they also lost Saturday. So that helped Alabama, I think. And the fact that NC State lost to North Carolina on Monday also helped Alabama. It was sort of a double whammy because, of course, we lost to North Carolina. And so that's got to bolster them, uh, bolster our schedule just a little bit. And Tennessee is just falling off the map. Um, and, of course, there's some other teams we need to to root for, but it may be a little early and all that. The bottom line is if we win at LSU – I would say we are solidly in. I mean, we're no longer like a bubble oh. team. We are well inside the bubble at that point. And then um, if that's even a thing, I don't even know. If, like, I know on the bubbles the term, but I don't know if, like, inside the bubble is a term. So, But I'm pretending <laughs> as it as if it were. Um, I, I think then, there's four things. Of course, I think there's four things. There's in, bubble in, which means barely in, bubble out, which means you're close, but you're still out. And out, meaning you're not even near a bubble. That, that that to me makes sense in terms of like what your status. Like if you had a if your basketball team had a Facebook relationship status, it's it's four choices. It's in, bubble in, bubble out, or out. Right? Yeah, that's, that's I think that, that's fair. That's a way to look okay. at. It. Okay, we'll ride with that. Um, so. Tonight against LSU's courtesy of our buddy Brian Pasick. And this this podcast will be a little abbreviated today, folks. Um, and some people have actually, friends of ours have actually said, Hey, you know, I listen to your podcast on my jogs. So I would appreciate you guys keeping it to 20 minutes versus 40 minutes because that way I don't have to jog any longer. So we want to make sure our friends stay as unhealthy as possible. So we are going to try and keep this podcast shorter. Yeah, no uh, heart attacks. The game tonight, we're, not, we hope, we're not trying to do heart yeah. attacks here. No, we can't yeah. lose any listeners. <laughs> um, but uh, but I think uh, after the game tonight, hopefully we'll cut another pod and it'll be sort of a reaction to this LSU game this evening. Um, courtesy of our buddy Brian Passing, Alabama and LSU were number one and number two in the league in scoring. So I suspect we'll see a lot of points tonight. Of course, that means that's, that's – uh, I just gave it the Robinson curse of, you know, 56 uh, – 59 final or something. Uh, Alabama does lead the series 108 to 73 all time. And these two teams have the longest winning streaks, unbelievably, in the SEC right now. Alabama with four and LSU with eight. Because it seems like both of them have lived on the edge to some degree in all of their games lately. But uh, they do both have the uh, longest winning streaks in the league, which is kind of cool. Yep. LSU, no doubt, has the gaudiest record. I mean, it's 6-0 and in the SEC and, and a really good non-conference record. This is what gives me some optimism about tonight. Uh, the same term that we use to describe the Auburn win 
which is uh, what I'm hoping for is a market correction. Because by that, what I mean is when you look at LSU's overall record and SEC record, I, I don't think LSU is quite as good as that record sounds. I, I, they're good. They're good. They're an NCAA team. They're extremely well coached. They have talent. They're good. Are they undefeated in the SEC good? Are they 16-2 and two good? Uh, I mean, are they really that? They might not be what that record says they are. Alabama is 12 and 7 and I think 4 and 2 in the SEC. I think Alabama especially with that 12 and 7 part probably a little bit better team than that sounds. So whenever you have a game where one team is a little ahead of it where it should be, the other team's a little behind where it should be, I call it a market correction game and things start looking more as they should with an Alabama win and an LSU loss. So that's what gives me some hope. Now that said, Alabama is an underdog tonight, I think by seven points. There is a reason for that. Vegas, there are, they are not idiots to get half of the people in the world to bet that Alabama, <laughs> to bet on Alabama in this game, you have to give <laughs> Alabama seven points. That tells me LSU is a, Strong favorite to win. LSU should win. Uh, Talent-wise, they're probably a year ahead of Alabama. Not, not, not by huge leaps and bounds. I think Nate Oates is going to have the a similar talent level to LSU's team in about one year. You know, about one year from now. So I don't think we're that far behind. Yeah. I agree with that, um, but you know everybody always loves to point to the spread, and then they always love to say Vegas isn't idiots, and they talk about how Manuel, you know, Denver was a three-point favorite over the Jets this weekend, and they won by four. Can you believe that shit? And I'm like, yeah, okay, they're going to get some of them kind of close to being right. They also missed the hell out of them. I mean, they had Stanford being a 39-point underdog to USC back several years ago, and Stanford won the game. So, I mean, yeah, sometimes they get it right. So the spread – it doesn't have any – it's not a great indicator of this team is markedly better than this one in terms of – it's more about what, what – you're right. The, the goal is to get the money at, at sort of even. Right. Now, I mean, I think in a perfect world they'd be like, okay, if, we, if they were so smart, they would make it so that uh, everybody bet on the one team they know would lose. And that's not going to happen because, <laughs> I mean, shit still happens. But yeah. – um, Anyway, I feel like I feel like Alabama definitely shot tonight. I think you're right. This this has a feel of I hate to be crushing the clown when he bet on the Washington Generals because he said he thought they were due, but um, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what this is. That is, do you remember that? Uh, oh yeah, the clown, yeah, I do. I like, remember made yeah. all this money, uh, franchising his name, and then he, the, his accountant said you took all the money you made franchising and bet it against the Harlem Globetrotters, and he said I thought the Generals were due. Yeah, I mean, any any better knows that that shit happens. Um, but I kind of do think LSU is due. They have lived on the edge a lot. Um, they lived on the edge. They had Texas beaten eight ways to Sunday, and somehow Texas comes back and ties them, um, and, and LSU is able to squeak out another two-point win. And, um, you know, look, I, give them credit for winning the games. Give them credit for that. But uh, they – sort of a heartbreak hotel moment and maybe we can give it to them um 
it it sucks that we don't that again we're going into another game shorthanded just as we have all year long with with injured players i also hated to read that herb jones and trendon watford are essentially best friends because i'm like hey why didn't my best friend why didn't his best friend come to see him in tuscaloosa you could have seen him all the time in tuscaloosa they didn't have to call they could have just like met on the court and said i'll see you at coleman i mean I'm not mad about Trenton Watford signing with LSU. That's fine. I'm not mad. I mean, you know, kids make their own decisions. That was a decision that was made by him and his family, and that's that's fine. I'm not mad, and I'm not I'm not a a, a Watford hater because he's from Birmingham and and, and chose to go to LSU because I, I don't want to be that kind of fan. I I, I I wish the best for the kid, but here's the but: I will take a lot. There will be extra joy in a win over LSU because of Watford. Because to me, it'll be a little, let's just call it amusing that you went from Birmingham to Baton Rouge uh, because you perceived it to be a better situation for yourself or a better program or a better coach or whatever. And then and then Alabama win, wins the game. That will be Amusing. That that part will be amusing to me. I'm not saying I only want to win because of the Watford thing, but the Watford thing. I mean, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting storyline to go along with it. He was such a high value recruit, but but frankly, I think we lost Trenton Watford because of uh, coaching instability and change. Not saying that he was not going to sign with Alabama under Avery Johnson. That's a fact. He, he was not going to sign with Avery uh, for all sorts of reasons. But uh, I think had Nate Oates been at Alabama for three or four years, and this is year four of Nate Oates, uh, I think Trent Watford probably ends up in, in Tuscaloosa. But that being said, uh, he does play for LSU. And while I hold nothing against the kid, I will admit that beating LSU will be extra. There'll be, there'll be a little extra. It'll be a little amusing if that happens to me. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. And the fact that um... – Everybody kind of wants to beat Will Wade right now. I mean, just I mean, everybody just wants to beat his strong ass. I mean, that's just how it is. It's very, as he very famously said, his strong ass offers or whatever he said. But he just seems like a real. He seems like a coach who's not a bad coach, but he's just an incredible hothead, and he gets a lot of talent. And it seems like he gets them illegally, you know, and. So therefore, he is incredibly unlikable. You know, I yeah, don't know I that. He's... I mean, we can all. Everybody can hate Bruce Pearl all they want to, but I think they also have to respect the fact that okay, I don't like the guy, and he sweats through his suit and all that shit. But he took the worst program in the SEC, which is not even a great basketball league historically, and made them one of the top teams in the SEC. Whereas mm-hmm. Will Wade and and you can sort of you can have your own theories about well, is is Bruce Pearl on the up and up? I mean, he's getting guys from Las Vegas and. Connecticut and whatever. I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense either, but I wouldn't say that anybody said Bruce Pearl has been caught on a phone call saying what a strong, we made a strong ass offer. That's a different level of, you know, proving the theory. I mean, it's not even a theory anymore. We know Will Wade's cheating. Everybody knows it. And just nobody's sure anybody's going to do anything about it. So all you can do is beat him on the court, which we are going to try to do tonight. And hopefully we will. I, right now I'm going to predict an LSU win though. I am too. Uh, I am too. I mean, as much fun and, and, and it's not a knock. It's I still think Alabama has a great shot 
at making the NCAA tournament, a loss on the road to a team ranked as high as LSU does nothing to even ding your NCAA tournament resume. It will not be a hurtful loss. Uh, it's just an opportunity for a steroid shot win where you zoom up the net and the RPI. Uh, but no, I, uh, you know, predictions, uh, I think LSU wins, uh, but it's a fairly tight game. I'll say Alabama covers that seven, barely LSU wins by six, something like that. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think this is going to be a game where, in fact, I kind of like this I like in this game to say the Penn State game where I think Alabama is going to get control kind of early on and LSU is just going to creep back, creep back, creep back. And in the end, we're going to be like, oh, my God, they have a chance. They're throwing the ball in um, to essentially win the game now or make it a two possession game. And I think they'll be able to do that. Trenton Watford's been fantastic. And again, I don't have a problem with Trenton Watford either. I want that to be clear. I called him several times at the uh, finals and I loved watching him play. He couldn't have been any any nicer guy to me in just the, the very short conversations we've had. And I have nothing but love for him. I want him to do well. But I do hate the fact he's playing for LSU. I don't hate him. I, I You know, it's sort of a hate the game, not the player kind of thing, you know, uh, yeah. versus the other way around most of the time. So, yeah, I'm going to predict LSU wins tonight. So hopefully we're both wrong. Um, That's happened. That happens. Jimmy, we talk- I would say it's happened before. It's probably happened within the last 24 hours. So. No one needs to hear those predictions and 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 and, and worry. <laughs> if anything, you should hear yeah. those predictions and go, whoo, feel much better about this. Uh, Luke and Jimmy are wrong constantly. I missed the shit out of the Super Bowl so bad. I'm, I don't even know that I'm allowed to watch it anymore. I think they may have just they, – they're like, son, you can't even have TV in your house from 5 o'clock Sunday until 10 o'clock Sunday. You, you have – we have blocked out five hours of time where you cannot watch TV. You're going to have to sit and think and be incredibly pensive about how <laughs> shitty your picks are. Um, Last summer, I know this, uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what I thought the Super Bowl would be one summer ago. I think I said the Patriots and the Saints. Uh, I, I, I could not have been more – I probably had the Chiefs in – you know, if, if I made more than one Super Bowl pick, I may have included the Chiefs. I did think the Chiefs would be very good – uh, but uh, I didn't have the 49ers even in the playoffs. And and if the 49ers lose, I would tell you, they are still clearly the second best team in the NFL this year. So uh, ooh, I missed that train. Um, the 24-7 player rankings were updated for the 2020 signing class, mm-hmm. and Alabama got some more bumps. That's what we, we do did. is get that Bama bump. That Bama why don't bump. we have why – did, why did Nick Saban – this sounds like a PR um, trick we're missing out on. Why don't we start a new dance called the Bama Bump? That sounds like <laughs> I, something we should do. I don't do. know why people get so mad about it. First of all, it doesn't matter. I mean, what does it matter? Just sign who we sign, and, and that's the team. But it, it, there is a Bama Bump. I just, I just did this on our, our website where Luke and I post uh, Crimson Country Club. You should, uh, you should Google it and check it out and join for, I think it's 60 $60 a year for, for the best conversation about Alabama sports on the internet. Uh, but on Crimson Country Club, I, I, you know, I was trying to demonstrate why does everybody get so upset about the Bama bump? Because there's also a Clemson bump, an LSU bump, an Ohio State bump. Every big name program team uh, gets a bump up in ratings for their guys. It's just kind of how recruiting and recruiting rankings and buzz works. And, and I used as an example, 
there's even an Iowa Hawkeye bump. And I just picked that, that I was trying to pick out a solid, decent top 25 type program that wasn't a blue blood. And I picked that Iowa and, and to illustrate the point, and, and this is what I mean by an Iowa bump. There's an Iowa bump too. And, and this Iowa bump lives inside the hearts and minds of everyone listening to this podcast. And how do you ask? Because it's this simple. If Luke says, okay, we're going to do a show today on unknown hidden talents in Alabama that Jimmy knows about. Okay. So I say, well, I'll tell you about one kid. He's a 10th grader from a little town, Linden, a little tiny town, an hour south of Tuscaloosa, Linden. Uh, and he goes to a 1A Linden High School. And he's only 5'10, 180. So just a normal size 10th grade defensive back. But this kid makes plays all over the field. Trust me when I tell you he's good. Trust me, he's good. He has a Troy offer. And you would listen to that and go, he's not big and he's a Linden and he's offered by Troy. So what? Now, what if I told you the exact same story, but I replaced Troy with Iowa? He's got an, he's got an Iowa offer and he's in the 10th grade. You're not going to go, holy shit, this guy's the next big deal. No, but you, you're more interested. You're more interested in the same kid because I said Iowa and not Troy. That is an Iowa bump. You are more interested. That's how recruiting rankings work. That's how buzz works. That's how hype works. It's who has offered this guy. And yeah, when Alabama offers a guy's ratings go up. <laughs> Same thing for Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Texas, all the big boys, even Iowa, when we're talking about that, that, that example that I just used. So, yes, there's a Bama bump. It's nothing to be embarrassed about or shame about. It's just how recruiting works. That's all it is. There was a Bama bump when we, well, we were you. coached by Mike Shula. There was. No, that's, you're absolutely right. And here's the other thing that because you're offered by Iowa or in, in your area or by Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, in LSU, in the real scenario, <clears throat> then if you're offered by those five schools I just mentioned, you're automatically going to get bumped because you're right. Uh, it, look, there was an article in the local paper here where um, a, a local journalist tried to say, look, I don't know why everybody's going crazy about Kobe Bryant dying. What about, you know, we lose people in the military every day. Number one, I hate that argument because it's such a straw man type thing. But number two, look, nobody's saying that the people who die in Afghanistan or overseas or who die being first responders or police officers or whatever, nobody's saying those guys aren't important. But what we're saying is, okay, if you have an offer from in the same thing, if you are a first responder or first responder in Des Moines, Iowa, then I'm not going to know if you, you pass away unless it's like a huge catastrophic event that, you know, 22 people were killed and you were one of them. I might hear your name one time. Instead, you're just going to be one of those 22. That doesn't mean your life is any less important. It just means me, little old me here in Alabama, didn't know you. So I don't have a connection. We already had a connection with Kobe Bryant. We Everybody knew Kobe Bryant to everybody some knows degree him. because he's famous. We know him. And you either loved him, you loved him or you hated him, or you, you, know, you liked the way he was handling his father duties, or you hated his Colorado mess from years ago. You, some reason out there, you had a connection with him and you know who he is. Same thing with recruiting. I mean, when you talk about, uh, you know, Will Anderson, 
for instance. Well, he wasn't that recruited at first. And then he commits to Alabama, and everybody's like, oh, hold up a minute. Let's take another look at this guy. Because Alabama, who in this case would be sort of the Kobe Bryant, is involved with him instead of just, you know, some some more lesser teams. And now Will Anderson gets moved all the way up to number five, and he's become a household name. And people want to say, well, that – that that's just the Bama bump. Not really. I think, in fact, what is is maybe the reverse. He didn't get the Bama. Will Anderson got the Bama bump. I mean, it wasn't like the recruiting rankings did. Alabama also just figured out this guy's a lot better than these recruiting services. No, and so we've got to get on him early. And then when he went to all these All Star games, he started kicking ass. Everybody was like, maybe Alabama's on to something. And then conversely, I mean, it's just like you can can go the other way with this. Zach Evans was the hottest prospect, the number one prospect in the country for a brief period in some services. Well, you know, when you get in a couple of fights with your coaches, you don't get to play in the state title game. You you kind of, you know, you meander about a little bit at some of these all-star games. I mean, you got all the measurables. You got everything everybody wants. I mean, but you're the, you're the hot girl who's been divorced four times. I mean, all of a sudden something's like, okay, something's wrong with this cat. And um, so he's gone from being a five-star in 24-7 to – you know, I don't even know where he is. where is he now. He's number yeah. thirty three in the country. So he which is crazy points, considering he's the same sense. talent. He's the same exact athletic <laughs> he talent that he was when he was a six but star what you, by everyone's estimation. That's true. That's true. But, but I don't want him. Found out that I mean, well, th- that's the thing is that I don't want him. If he just walks off the bus, you're like, oh my god, where, you know, where do I sign this kid up? And then you start talking to him, and he's kind of like. Hey, can I borrow your pen? You're like, no, this is my only pen. He's like, how about I punch you in the face? Oh, okay. Maybe I don't want to sign this kid. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there as an example. But, um, you know, you get to know these kids and you find out more. I mean, everybody gets so upset about the Bama bump because somebody in 10th grade rated him as a three-star. And then when he's a, a senior, he's a five-star because Alabama got him. No, it was more like Alabama noticed his potential, started following him more. Uh, who example he's sort of a three-star kid out of mississippi right he goes to alabama mississippi all-star game nobody can block him he looked like he was the head of security and had been in charge for 40 years at uh at, at crampton bowl versus a kid who was actually playing in crampton bowl he, he you know he looked 43 years old and um and so he starts kicking ass and he gets to be a five-star and mississippi state just jumped on him early that he didn't get a Mississippi State bump. People just realized, okay, he's better than we thought. You just get to evaluate these kids more. And Alabama has really good evaluators. Avion Cohen is the one that made me laugh the hardest, though. He went up 93 spots. And I think it's deserved because everybody has bragged about, okay, this guy's kicked ass everywhere he's been, at every all-star event. He's got quick feet. He plays for a fantastic program. You know, they went to the state championship a couple years in a row, winning one of them. He's, he's been a total badass. But the fact that he flipped from Auburn to Alabama and jumps 93 spots mm-hmm. does make me laugh That's funny. a little bit. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. And I hope Auburn fan and, and, and for all the Auburn fan and, and here, here's the thing for anybody out there that takes the Bama bump stuff and, 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 and then, and then uses it to say, well, Alabama's overrated. All their players just in recruiting get Bama bump. Well then explain what the hell has happened on the field. Explain what's happened on the field. Because Alabama's been the best team maybe in the history of the sport over the last 12 or 13 seasons. So the Bama bump is real, but here's what's also real. Alabama has signed the most good players over the last 13 years, period. That's that's a fact. Yes, there's a Bama bump, and yes, Alabama has had the best collection of players 
for 13 years. Those are all facts. Now, you go back to, let's say, for instance, go back to 2017. You know who the first three teams ranked in recruiting were? Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. LSU was seven. Oklahoma was eight. I mean, the, the outlier is USC, but when you have so much inner school turmoil, you're, I mean, it, it sort of, it can negate also, whatever talent you have. There's also, and there is and also Michigan's a number USC five. bump. There's also a USC bump. Their kids are over there is. ranked and Michi- too. Mm-hmm. And there's a Michigan bump too. And they're, they're number yeah. five on this list. And the catch with them is the Michigan's got a one game season every year against Ohio state and they can't get over that hump. So they also don't recruit better than Ohio State. They and they also don't they also don't recruit better than Ohio State. I mean, they, they and then recruit Florida almost State as is well. number And then Florida State is number 6, but again, when you have so much turmoil in your locker room, it's going to negate whatever talent you have. I mean, you can take a, the most talented locker room in the world, but if you've got a, a rudderless ship, you you're just you're flying blind. And LSU at number 7, Oklahoma State at nine and Auburn sort of stays at nine and all you know their average is probably around nine or ten and I would say that's about right because Auburn never can get over the hump into the the playoffs but they're never so far away that they they're not in the discussion I think you sign these rankings usually yeah yeah you sign a legit number nine class if you're legit number nine and that's the ninth best group and you sign the ninth best group year after year after year after year you actually are better than the ninth best program in the country because the eight teams no, in front true. of you aren't, aren't the same eight either. So, yeah, if you if you're if you're if you're consistently around that ten mark, you 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 got a hell of a football team. Well, and here's the other thing that makes the Alabamas, the Georgias, and the LSU's, and and to some extent the Auburns even more impressive. Alabama has to play Georgia, LSU, Auburn, Texas A&M, who's at number six, uh, et cetera. And so does Auburn. And now, uh, so, so you look at somebody like, uh, let's say, for instance, Ohio State, who's number five, who, and who probably averages being number four or number five. We don't play any of these other sons of bitches. We play them all because we have to. We're, we're contractually obligated to play these other teams. Hasn't, like, it's not Auburn, like hasn't Auburn beaten – the Pac-12 champ two years in a row. Yeah, Auburn's won the Pac-12 two years in a row. Just, just think about that. <laughs> and is there anyone else in the Pac-12 that would beat Auburn? No. And Auburn is what no. the fifth best team in the SEC, the fourth best, the fifth best, four, anywhere best? from four to seven, I would say, on a given year. Four to seven and, on a given year. Yeah. And they've won the Pac-12 two years in a row, undefeated. Yeah, they would beat crazy. anybody in the Pac-12, and they've proven it. Yep. Also, uh, Bryce Young moves up to the number one player. And, I mean, again, this is solid. I am more confident than ever. Now, this is just on 24-7. On the composite, he's still number two. Um, the composite, of course, being the, uh, the the average of all the different recruiting sites, or at least a few of them. Um, but Bryce Young moving up number one, that solidifies my belief that he will win this starting job. And there's a great story written on Rivals about Bryce Young and DJ Ugalele. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's how, that's the pronunciation. I'm saying. going. No, you got it right. Probably wrong. That, that's right. No, that's if right. One, I think. If one of y'all is related to the Ugaleles, then I'm really sorry. If there's a Frank <laughs> Ugalele here in Alabama, I'm sorry. Um, but there was talking about how you know these two guys have a, a good relationship. They've met in four different games. They're two and two. And I don't see why in the world Alabama and Clemson won't be meeting with these guys even more. 
Uh, but biggest, the biggest surprise, of course, Will Anderson moving to a five-star, um, Drew Sanders staying a five-star in, on 24-7, Tim Smith moving to a five-star, jumping 54 spots. That is another guy who Alabama evaluated, clearly targeted. Florida tried really hard to get him late. And, uh, boy, if Florida had gotten Tim Smith with that Gervin Dexter cat they've got who also moved to five-star status, good Lord, that would have been a formidable duo right there. And Alfred I mean, Collins moved these, to five-star, Jimmy. All those are legit to me. I mean, they're all legit rankings to me based on my evaluation of the tape. I don't think any of it's silly that those guys jumped up. I think they should have been. It's not that It's not that all of a sudden they improved. That's not what the rankings are to me about, oh, he really improved late. He blossomed late. That's No, the rankings take this long to get accurate. You have to, you have to get That's right. all the data. All the data has to be collected before the rankings can be as accurate as they can be. And it takes the full cycle to accumulate all the data you need to make the final rankings. It's not about late bloomers or kids, quote, making jumps. No, the final rankings are where they all should have been all along. That's the way I look at it. No different than the NFL draft. Uh, and number, it's, it's the NFL draft. That's right. It's the NFL draft. That's what this is. And we can all talk about mocks and stock. And Their stock is set on draft night. That's where they should have been all along on draft night. But here's the other thing. When, when Zach Evans commits to a school, let's say he commits to either Georgia or Tennessee or one of those schools, which, you know, Tennessee's trying to get in on him now, which makes some sense because he can't commit to an Alabama or an LSU or, a, or maybe an A&M right now like he's been wanting to. So now he's going to like the next level down. And let's say he commits to Tennessee. Tennessee fans will sort of pitch a fit and say, well, this is a guy who really is a five-star. They just didn't like him, so they bumped him down. No, when you can't commit to some of the other big boys, how can they possibly put you as a five-star anymore? Like, you can't. if he called Alabama right now and said, I want to come to Alabama, Alabama would say, thanks, but no thanks. Good luck with your career. And I think A&M would do the same thing, and I think LSU would do the same thing. Won't do the same thing. And so when you can't do those things, are you a five-star? Because to me, if you're a five-star, if you're a true five-star, if you call Alabama, Alabama's going to be like, we're blue shirting somebody's ass to get him in here. I mean, I don't know who it is. It might be <laughs> That's right. it, Saban himself might blue shirt, but we're getting you in here, you know. And for those who say, well, we already have three running backs, and that makes support. Yep. We took four running backs one year. So, I mean, I, again, I think people make room for things like that. Look, Correct. if Bloom um, if calls you and says, I need it, I got to have a date with you, and it's got to be Tuesday. Guess what you're going to do? Clear up Tuesday. I don't give a shit who, what clients coming in. You're going to. You're going to you're going, Tuesday just got freed up. So that that is exactly how I would I would I would define it differently. But yes, you're 100 correct. I mean, a five star is somebody who can go anywhere he wants and dictate the terms. I mean, that's a that's a, five, two, you're a true they, if you're a true five star. I mean, put it this way, Bryce Young. I don't care. I don't care if you are Texas or Ohio State or USC or Florida State or Miami or whatever, and, and you've already got your quarterback. If Bryce Young called you tonight and said, uh, I know you've already got one, but I, I want to play quarterback there, they're going to take him. They might even dump the quarterback they got last minute. But Bryce Young can sign with anyone he wants to on signing day. He's a true five-star. Yeah, if Heidi Klum calls you and says – 
all, all I got is Tuesday available. There are going to be two things you're going to do on Tuesday. Go to the pharmacy and go on that date. Those are two things you're going to be sure to Because <laughs> you aren't going to be in that date unprepared. You're going to be ready for whatever. Um, and even if your crotch is intimidated, <laughs> you're going to chemically make it where it can't be. Um, you can do that. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up. Several, several of our sponsors over the over the years that's have true. proven that that yes, you can chemically enhance. Um, all right, that'll do it for this yep. episode of Locked On Bama. Quick, we will back quick reaction show tonight. Me. Quick reaction show tonight. That's what a ten-minute reaction show after LSU. I dig it, man. Let's do it. All right. Well, All right. it's game day. Roll tide.